This is Bigger Pockets Daily. Get ready for a bite-sized guide to building wealth through real estate. BiggerPockets.com offers the world's biggest real estate investing forum and thousands of blog articles like the one I'm about to share. We bring you these in audio form because you can't read when you're riding your bike or building a deck. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The Comprehensive Guide for Financing Your Very First Real Estate Deal by Chad Carson. Are you someone who wants to buy investment property? but you just can't figure out how to finance your first buy? What follows are seven different ways to finance your first property. Before that, I'll also share ideas to make sure this first purchase fits into your overall wealth building strategy so that you don't waste time going down the wrong paths. To begin, you should know that every successful investor began right where you are. Just like the longest journey always begins with the first step. Enormous real estate wealth begins with your first deal. I remember very well being a 23-year-old standing at the edge of my new venture into real estate, asking questions like, how am I going to do this? How will I raise the money for my deals and get a loan? Will the lessons I've learned actually work for me? It's normal to have apprehension and self-doubt before starting something important, but the anecdote for this ailment is a big spoonful of knowledge and another big spoonful of action. I'm going to give you my best in the knowledge department right here, and you'll have to do your part by taking action on what you learn. Is that a fair deal? Now, let's move on to financing your first real estate investment. 
Strategy Before Details, Five Stages of Building Wealth. Jumping into borrowing a lot of money against real estate before you understand the bigger picture is sort of like taking off in an airplane without knowing how to land. You may successfully get off the ground, but good luck trying to find your destination and land in one piece. Here's the big picture of wealth building as I see it. The wealth you will build from real estate will allow you to have more freedom, more flexibility, and more time to do what really matters. You can call this financial independence, retirement, freedom, or whatever you want. It's the peak of the mountain on your wealth building journey. To reach this financial peak, you have to build a large net worth, aka equity, so that you can eventually live off of the income from your investments and never have to trade hours for dollars again. But before you reach that final stage, there are other milestones you'll pass as you climb the financial mountain. These intermediate stages are important because they determine your overall real estate strategy, which includes how to finance your deals. Here are five stages you'll pass during your climb. One, survival is the milestone when you're earning some money and getting your bills paid. It's also the place where you're digging yourself back out of financial holes you dug in the past. Two, stability is like Dave Ramsey's first three baby steps. You pay off personal debts, you have cash reserves in the bank, and you build job skills that are in demand and command a better income in the marketplace. Three, saver is the stage where you realize the importance of your savings rate and put it into practice. Building wealth is actually simple, but it's not easy. You need to maximize your income, simultaneously decrease your spending, and set aside a lot of money. Below average wealth builders save 0 to 10% of their income, but above average wealth builders save 25, 50, and even 75% of what they bring in. The faster you want to reach financial independence, the more you need to save. Four, growth stage is where most of us think of investing. It's taking your $50,000 nest egg and turning it into $1 million. The key is to maximize compounding by reinvesting earnings, buying good assets, and maintaining discipline. Five, income stage is when you already have a large chunk of equity and you're ready to enjoy the fruits of your wealth-building labor. The objective here is to turn equity into regular income that gives you time, freedom, and flexibility. Which of the five wealth-building stages we've touched on best describes you? Are you in survival, stability, saving, growth, or income modes? Don't beat yourself up wherever you are. Everyone has to climb the same mountain. And the fact that you're doing it now is all that matters. Once you know your stage, it will help you begin focusing on a real estate investment strategy. Choose a strategy before your financing. Your real estate investment strategy and your financing are closely connected. You'll be in trouble if you just walk into a bank and say, I want a loan so I can buy investment real estate. A strategy is your decision about which part of the real estate universe will best help accomplish your financial goals right now. You can invest in fix and flips, house hacks, mobile homes, commercial buildings, private notes, and much more. But you can't do them all at the same time on your first deal. So, a strategy is about focus it will help you get the right financing on your first deal. If you're working on wealth stages number one or number two, survival or stability, 
Keep in mind that you need a job or a side business more than you need investing. Investing takes your cash, and you need to put more cash in your pocket right now. I wrote in depth about seven ways, other than wholesaling, to make money in real estate as a newbie. You can find that at biggerpockets.com. Now, most of these don't actually include you borrowing the money because other people will buy your deals. But you'll learn a lot about financing in the process. If you're working on wealth stage number three, saver, it can make sense to begin purchasing and financing investments. Real estate is a great forced savings plan. Many people say it's bad that real estate is illiquid or hard to sell. I say it's good. You're forced to leave it there and not spend it. <laughs> if you're in this stage, a great place to start is with house hacking or live-in flips. You have to live somewhere, so why not multitask and make your investment a savings tool? Owner-occupant financing programs like FHA or VA, which I'll explain more later, allow you to get into properties with less down payment. You can also get into house flipping and rental properties at this stage, but because you lack sufficient savings, you'll need to leverage the down payment and reserve money of partners or private investors. This is exactly what I did early on. If you're working on stage number four, growth, you should have the credit, income, and capital to jump into real estate investing in earnest. You could focus on the strategy of fixing and flipping houses, renting small residential properties, buying high cash flow rentals like mobile homes, or moving into one of the many other small niches of real estate investing. We'll talk about, in a, just a little bit, some basic ideas for how to finance your real estate with any of these strategies. And for stage number five investors, the goal is typically not to leverage, but to de-leverage. At this stage, income is a higher priority than maximum growth. You may still choose to have some financing, but I'm guessing if you're in this stage, you've already figured out most of the ideas I'm sharing here. So you've got your stage in mind, right? You have a basic idea of your strategy and you're ready to get started. Now, let's begin unpacking the different possibilities to finance your first investment property. Seven types of financing for your first investment property. Now, we get into seven solid types of financing for your first investment property. For each financing type, I will tell you what it is, the good, the bad, who can use it, for example, owner-occupied, non-owner-occupied, one-to-four units, or any property, possible investment strategies with this financing type, like house hacking, live-in flips, rentals, etc., where to find this financing, and further reading for you to learn even more about it. If one or more of these financing types sound interesting to you, I recommend making it the primary focus of your education and your follow-up questions in the Bigger Pockets forums. That focus will help you become more competent and confident as you work on your first deal. Number one, FHA, Federal Housing Administration Loans. What it is, these federally subsidized loans generally have lower down payment requirements and easier qualifying standards than other loans. They also have low fixed interest rates for 30 years. The good, easier to qualify, attractive terms, the bad, fees can be higher than other programs, the closing process is not fast, typically limited to one deal at a time, major fixer properties won't qualify. Who can use it? 
Owner-occupied only. Investment strategy. Good for house hacking or live-in flips. One to four units only. Where to find it? Mortgage departments at banks, mortgage brokers, credit unions, large mortgage lenders. And some further reading about it? You can check out an article at biggerpockets.com on buying a duplex with an FHA loan. Just search for that and you'll find it. And number two, VA, Veterans Administration Loans. What it is. These are also federally subsidized loans only for U.S. military veterans. The terms of these loans are usually the same or even better than FHA, including a 0% down payment. The good, easier to qualify, attractive terms, multiple loans are possible. The bad, like FHA, closing process is not fast. And while multiple loans are possible, there is a limit based upon your maximum entitlement. Major fixer properties won't qualify. Who can use it? Owner-occupied only. Investment strategy. Good for house hacking or live-in flips. One to four units only. Where to find it? Mortgage departments at banks, mortgage brokers, credit unions, large mortgage lenders. And some further reading. If you want to find out more about VA loans and using them to buy investment properties, you can read VA Loan, the Real Estate Investor's Guide to Eligibility and Funding at BiggerPockets.com. Number three, conforming loans. What it is. Conforming means the loan conforms to the rules and guidelines of mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. While the requirements are a little more stringent than FHA or VA, conforming mortgages are still a great mortgage product for investments. Although 20% down or more is the standard for non-owner-occupied loans, programs do exist for 5-10% to down payments on owner-occupied loans if you hunt around. The good. Attractive terms with low interest over 15 to 30 years, faster qualifying than FHA or VA. The bad, larger down payment than FHA or VA. Limited to 4 to 10 loans, major fixer properties won't qualify. Who can use it? Owner-occupied or non-owner-occupied. Non-owner-occupied typically requires more money down, higher interest rates, and other more stringent requirements. Investment strategy, house hacking, live-in flips, rental real estate, one to four units only. Where to find it? Mortgage departments at banks, mortgage brokers, credit unions, large mortgage lenders. If you want to find out more, you can read a bunch of Bigger Pockets articles to learn more about qualifying for a conforming loan. You can also check out the eligibility matrix put out by Fannie Mae to describe their requirements for borrowers. You can find links to everything inside this article at biggerpockets.com. And let's look at number four, portfolio loans. What it is. Okay, so portfolio loans are kept by the bank or lending institution that made the loan. Unlike conforming loans, which are sold to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or other mortgage investors. This means the requirements and loan terms vary depending on which lender you use. This was how I financed my first deal, which was a fix and flip property. The good, more flexibility, potentially larger number of loans than conforming, possible to get loans on fixer-uppers and commercial. The bad, terms are not typically as good as FHA, VA, or conforming loans. You may have balloons in three to seven years and or adjustable interest rates. Credit and down payment requirements, more strict than FHA or VA. Who can use it? 
Owner occupied or non owner occupied, one to four units, multi units, commercial. Lots of options here. Your investment strategy we're looking for house hacking, live in flips, rentals, fix and flips, etc. And where to find it? Banks, especially local ones, savings and loans, credit unions. If you want to find out more, Brandon Turner wrote a great article about how portfolio loans transformed his business. You can find that link again, biggerpockets.com. Number five, hard money loans. What it is. These loans are asset-based loans, meaning the primary concern of the lender is the property serving as collateral. The individuals or small groups that make these loans are in the business of lending, so they can usually move fast which makes them attractive for purchasing investment deals. The good? Fixer-uppers are A-OK, technically no limit to number of deals, and can often borrow all or part of repair costs. The bad? High interest rates and other costs may not loan to brand new investor who has no experience with real estate. Typically, these are short-term loans. Who can use it? Non-owner occupied, one to four units, multi-units, commercial, land, you name it. Investment strategy, fix and flip, rental property for purchase, will need to refinance, by the way. And where to find it? We have a huge hard money lender directory at biggerpockets.com. You can also usually find several lenders at your local real estate investor association. Further reading? BP founder Joshua Dorkin wrote a great overview of hard money loans, and this article provides helpful info as well. Just search for this, Eight Things the Experts Won't Tell You About Hard Money. Let's talk at number six, private money loans. What it is? So private money lenders are individuals or their self-directed IRA accounts who make loans against real estate. Unlike hard money lenders, these individuals aren't usually in the business of lending. The good? More flexibility and faster closings than bank mortgages, potentially lower interest rates and costs than hard money lenders, potentially longer length of terms, and often lending relationships that last for years or decades. The bad? You can't walk into a bank and ask for private money. It's usually a result of relationships with other local investors built over time. Because these investors aren't in the business, there is usually a limit to the number of loans based upon their available funds. Who can use it? Non-owner occupied, one to four units, multi-units, commercial. Investment strategy, fix and flip, rental property. Where to find it? Networking online, of course, like BiggerPockets forums or marketplace, or at local real estate associations or business meetups. And if you want some further reading, this area of financing is actually my expertise. I've written at length about multiple sources of private money, which you can find a link to at biggerpockets.com. And last but not least, number seven, seller financing. First of all, what it is. Seller financing means the seller of a property accepts all or part of the purchase price in monthly installments. Unlike a bank, the terms are completely negotiable. The final result is just what works best for both of you, the buyer and the seller. The good, typically great interest rate in terms, small down payment is possible, no credit or formal approval process. The bad, 
requires some negotiating skills and knowledge of real estate finance and contracts. Not every seller has enough equity to seller finance, and many with equity want cash, at least initially. You will need to fund your own repair costs. Who can use it? Owner-occupied or non-owner-occupied? Any type of real estate, really. Investment strategy. This is best for rental property or house hacks. Also works occasionally for fix-and-flips or live-in flips. Where to find it? Direct mail campaigns and other ways to generate leads directly from potential sellers. Also possible through knowledgeable real estate brokers. If you want some further reading on this one, I wrote Your Guide to Uncovering the Best Seller Financing Deals, and Brandon Turner also wrote The Definitive Guide to Using Seller Financing to Buy Real Estate. The next step is the most important step. In today's podcast, you've learned about identifying your wealth-building stage, focusing on a real estate strategy, and then choosing a financing source for your first deal. If you look at all of this information together, it could be overwhelming as a new investor, but the next step for you is not to learn everything. You don't need to understand every single real estate strategy or financing source. You don't need to worry about how you'll do your second or third deals or even how you'll become a millionaire. You just need to understand one strategy and one financing source, and then go do it. The next step in your real estate journey is the most important. Remember how I started this podcast? I said I'd share some information, and you'd take action. So, it's time for the action. The real learning happens when you try to apply what you've learned. Have fun! And best of luck. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, connecting with real estate investors in your market is one of the most valuable uses of your time. Visit biggerpockets.com events to find a meetup near you. See you tomorrow.